Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast, brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK and BikeRadar.com. Welcome to Bike Radar's Irregular, Regular Bike Radar Meets podcast. Um, I'm Warren, I'm the Senior Technical Editor for All Things Road here at Bike Radar, and today I'm joined by Richard Thorpe, who is the founder of GoCycle. Uh, morning, Richard. Good morning, Warren. Thank you for having me on your show. That's not a problem. Um, I've been uh, quite excited to talk to you for, for quite a few years now, because um, in a, you know, a uh, uh, a market of bikes that can all look extremely similar. I mean, GoCycle, you know, is one of those ones that really, really stands out from the crowd. Um, for those of our listeners who don't really, um, uh, probably aren't as, as, as aware of the GoCycle, do you want to just run through what makes it unique in, in the kind of um, e-bike market? Sure. Uh, the original GoCycle G1, which we launched more than 10 years ago, uh, was the first injection-molded magnesium electric folding bike in the world, uh, or electric two-wheeler in the world. So a lot of the technology that we've used from the beginning uh, has been uh, de- developed and came from automotive processes. And we've taken a clean sheet approach to building the product and designing it, uh, cooking with different ingredients than uh, our competitors. And that's one of the reasons why it's so unique and different. It's a monocoque style construction. So, for example, the rear frame section, the clean drive section, which connects the pedals to the rear wheel, that's a load-bearing structural uh, case that encloses the chain drive, which is pretty rare or, in fact, probably uh, possibly the only product uh, like it uh, in the world today. Right. I mean, you, you mentioned there that um, a lot of these, these processes and ideas came from, came from automotive, and, and that's your background, isn't it? 
Yeah, I left uh, McLaren Cars to start the company in 2002. So that's uh, quite some time ago. So in some right. ways, I was probably 10 years too early into the industry, but uh, <laughs> better to be too early than too late. Um, and we've uh, we certainly had a, a, a lot of time to uh, evolve the product and, and perfect it and, and, and improvement over the years. So my, my background was really in developing uh, lightweight structures for racing cars. Um, I had always been involved in the cycling industry um, uh, as, a, as a hobby business. I, I've designed and developed a lot of uh, st- more unique looking products, I sh- should I say, than the GoCycle um, er- earlier. Um, and and GoCycle was really an opportunity to do something that uh, I, I could see from uh, the, the, shall we say, um, e-bike 1.0s coming out of China, which were, you know, large, heavy, uh, large battery, lead acid battery, heavy e-bikes. And I thought I could apply my expertise and uh, and background in, in lightweight structures to create a, a lightweight, uh, easily cleaned, uh, cool, uh, comfortable, high-performance uh, electric folding city bike. And and that was the impetus for, for GoCycle. Right. I mean, so so going back to, to McLaren then, because you, you're a... You're a- uh, a design engineer by trade, and um, uh, uh, and and South African born. I mean, did you? Was your idea to get to McLaren? You wanted to follow in the footsteps of um, you know the the most famous designer ever at McLaren, you know, Gordon Murray. You know, uh, fellow countryman. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say my heart <laughs> has always been uh, ever since uh, uh, I was twelve, thirteen years old. Um, I've always liked vehicles. So everything that's got two, two, four, three wheels. So I, I've always enjoyed that. But ever since I was uh, 12, 13 years old, I was inspired by the DuPont Prize for the fastest human-powered vehicle, um, to, or the first to break 55 miles per hour in the U.S. And it was a human-powered vehicle called the Vector Tricycle, um, which won the prize. And and. That inspired me to um, to become involved in in bicycles and and bicycle design. So, at heart, I've always been passionate about uh, pedal pedal powered vehicles. Um, right. The the, sh- the shift, I think, came when when I recognized the the market opportunity for what electric bikes had to offer, and I thought I had a unique skill set to based on my experience and working in the in the UK motorsport industry. Uh, to combine that that experience um, and and create uh, that that format, which uh, which is GoCycle. But still, I mean, it's an incredibly um, brave move, surely. Um, uh, for for most engineers, uh, uh, working at McLaren would be a dream job. I mean, uh, taking the taking the leap into quite an untested um, area. You know, as you said, you entered you entered the e bike market uh, really really early. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I left. I did, in fact, leave a leave a dream job for for all intents and purposes, um, and plunged myself into severe uh, personal debt um, uh, with with uh, with with no no paycheck uh, to cover my salary. Uh, I think I funded the the company early on on credit cards, um, <laughs> which you which you have to do. Uh, I think through and through, I've got an entrepreneurial. Uh, gene in me, um, and and I was probably always going to do something on my own. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's been a been a long road and lots of challenges along the way. Um, it's it's exciting though to to feel like we've come to this point in the industry's growth and the go cycle as a, as a product and and the company that we have here with the team that's growing. Uh, we've had steady twenty five percent growth over the last four or five years, and that trend looks to continue and and probably. With the adoption curve being pulled forward with with the COVID uh, situation, probably that's going to tick up a bit for us. I think. Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's interesting because um, I think I, uh, you know, um, as some of our listeners will know, I've I've recently sort of tested the you know the latest product, the GXI, and I think I was one of the first journalists to ride one of the original. Um, bikes as well um and it's just such a unique unique looking bike but um and it, and it does get a lot of comments you know um, mainly from some sort of non-cyclists um because it just looks so radical um but there's a, there's quite a few details on there um i'm thinking in particular having a single-sided front and a single-sided rear running on stub axles that um that that might scare quite a lot of cyclists just used to traditional twin forks and you know traditional traditional back ends um that kind of stub axle design. What were there some big challenges in 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 making that work? I mean, I know it's something you'll see on cars and um, and aeroplanes, even or, or whatever. But were there, you know, was was that always the idea to 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 have that kind of radical design, or did you go through lots of processes to get there? Um, yeah, from the beginning, the wheels were going to be side mounted for easy access to the tire. So the, the brief for GoCycle was very much about performance and comfort and a full-size riding uh, geometry and everything. But, you know, having commuted on bicycles for many, many years in the city um, um, and having had uh, a few of them stolen, there were definitely some key unit user benefits that I wanted to get into the product. The, the, we talk about living with, with GoCycle as, as one of the, the separating factors between the design process that that I've had and the thought process that I've had versus uh, just designing uh, a, a bike. You know, you you spend almost as much time not riding the product and working with it than you do riding it. So having those side-mounted wheels so that you've got access to change of, of flat tire easily, um, the spokes that are easily cleaned, that that was very much a part of the original original brief. So with that in mind, you know, there wasn't an option to have a double-sided fork or a double-sided uh, rear swing arm. And once you you set some key design briefs, as an engineer, you go out and find the right solution uh, for those, which in the case of our patented clean drive system, that was uh, and, and still is an injection molded magnesium uh, monocoque chassis um, that uh, you know, encloses the chain at, at the same time as offering a structural integrity for the for the bicycle. At the same time, making the frame easy to wipe down and clean. At the same time, you know, giving it good clean lines for from an aesthetic standpoint. Right. That's um. And then you know, you're talking about the, those particular details of the bike, and you know, un- unlike most um, traditional bikes, shall we say, out there, uh, yeah, the Go Cycle just literally comes in the one size. Um, but you've designed the geometry as such so that it, it it effectively lengthens the reach as you put the saddle up uh, to you know to give a, a wide range of sizes. And obviously the bike that I've had on had on test for you know probably a lot longer than you expected me to um, 
since we were in the middle of these COVID times, um, uh, is getting a, a lot of use in my household. You know, I'm I'm six two, um, uh, and you know, uh, a full on bike tester, and and you know, it, it's been my my go to bike when I'm doing the weekly shopping in the supermarket, etc. Um, but when I've not been using it, um, my wife, who is only five foot tall, she's been jumping onto it to uh, uh, commute to her office. Um, and, uh, and and sort of general run around as well. Um, so, uh, how how did you come about um, just formulating a bike into just just you know making one size that can be so adaptable? Yeah, I mean it's it's a great question that you've asked, and we often take it for granted here that we've got one size and one skew, and other our competitors have to make you know five or ten. I recently saw some. Uh, project out there for a 3D printed bike where they're offering a thousand sizes or something. Um, so, um, but the the whole point of being able to do that was again, kind of tar- starting with the clean sheet design. I wasn't trying to, to design a racing bike or a, a mountain bike where that diamond tomb structure is really the best uh, and most efficient engineering shape for those sorts of um, bicycles. So when you move away from that and you think, hey, I'm trying to build something here that's great to live with, it's comfortable, it's easy to step on and off uh, the product for, for city or urban riders, um, you talk about having a low step through frame, and then you talk about a structure that's got to connect the dots between the pedal and the, and, and the seat and, and the head tube. And then once you move away from that diamond tube uh, structure where the tube goes down to the bottom bracket, um, you can start moving the angle of the seat post. And while the seat is in a fairly uh, uh, conventional position, when you raise and lower it, because the seat post is, is able to be uh, moved forward a bit in, in its angle, you do affect that top tube length, which is a fantastic um, um, uh, flexibility in the, in the product. My, I have a really neat um, anecdotal story where I've been, my son is, um, he's 13 now, but when he was around eight, I was needing to buy him another bike to, to, to fit him. And I went into a bunch of shops and nothing actually fit him. And uh, went home and we went out for a go cycle ride and the go cycle just fit him fine. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where uh, when I was living in central London, a one-bedroom flat with my, my now my, my wife, um, uh, we would go out riding together and we were able to, or, or if we went separately, we were able to share the same product. And that's very much part of the original design brief. Uh, you know, there's, there's not much brand allegiance in families in cycling. Like you'll see maybe, maybe the dad is on, on a trek and the mum's on a Specialized and the kid's on a frog or, or whatever it is. Um, and I thought, you know, one of the one of the uh, the goals here is surely you can develop a bicycle that uh, you know is 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 uh, is able to adapt very quickly and be comfortable for a wide range of, of sizes and and I think we've accomplished that. Hmm. I mean, I guess um, uh, it you know it, it's it's a great it's a great thing for for the consumer because as as I was saying you know the the GXI has has basically become like our our household bike. And, and that would never happen with um, people who are more than a foot difference in height. Um, and but then uh, you know if we're going back to um, uh, just talking about the, the current COVID crisis, you guys um, you, you 
you teamed up and partnered and, and offered a, a free loan service to key workers. Am I right in saying that? Yes, um, we we joined up with uh, one of our London dealers, and uh, we yeah delivered in a, a bunch of go cycles that NHS frontline staff could come in and effectively uh, use um, on uh, during their their time working the crazy hours that they they worked. So it it was really really neat, really neat. I mean, I mean, what's the feedback has been from that? I mean, did did was the take up from people who were cycling anyway, or have you have you if you do you think you've converted commuters to um uh to getting off the the tube and buses to you know um pedal through I think, London? I think okay, we're we're a a small company, right? We're we're not delivering thousands of product in for for the NHS to use. Um, so what it really did, though, is we had some fantastic, I mean, Conrad can, can send you the details, but we had some fantastic case stories. Uh, I think we had a, a doctor and, and a nurse that were like, wow, I've never thought about riding an e-bike before. And uh, I've, I've been you know, commuting on the go cycle and it's just transformed my view of how to get around a city uh, in, a, in a more sustainable and, and healthy way. So obviously the the timing was was incredible because there was no traffic during that time, and so people were able to experience the the sheer convenience and speed of getting across town on an electric two wheeler, and and not have the 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 uh, the congestion that that traffic comes with it comes with traffic. So I think as as a as a way to kind of highlight to other people that you know this is actually something that you can consider. Uh, it was very, very successful. Mm. We, we at the, we, we on the on the side, we're working quite closely now and regularly uh, interfacing with government um, to try and adjust policies. And within the last uh, about fourteen months, we introduced, or fourteen months ago, we introduced a program here at GoCycle called eBike Miles. And where we started to pay our staff uh, 40p a mile to commute to work on an e-bike. We also pay um, if you commute on a bicycle a uh, little bit less because e-bikes do have a higher um, maintenance and service burden with the lithium batteries, recycling, and all that sort of sort of uh, uh, stuff. But we've right. uh, been every time we talk to government, we talk about schemes like um, our e-bike miles, where we're incentivizing people to actually use the product. Uh, versus a scheme that maybe gives them a discount on purchasing a product and then it might sit in the shed or not get used. Um, everything that we do here is is trying to get people to use these things more because as soon as they do, um, you know, the, the benefits come sailing through. Okay, so, um, I mean, that will probably bring me on to, um, I, I, you know, I guess what um, I was always going to ask is like the, you know, in the advancements that you've made over the years with the with the Go Cycle, you know, um, up to the latest GXI, which has so much more connectivity, so much more tunability through an app on your phone. Um, where do you go next? I mean, um, is is e bike battery technology moving on a pace? Um, you know, is is range a big importance to you, or or is it more about the the kind of um, the ride experience and the tunability? Well, I think the 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 market is definitely moving on. Uh, I think we're on e-bike 3.0 at the moment. It's might be shifting to e-bike 4.0, and just a rough definition that I that I have for that is that e-bike 4.0 is 
is far more integration in everything, uh, whether it's the motor drive, the battery. You know, we were one of the first companies ever to offer internal cabling. I've seen some of our competitors now, you know, attempting that. Um, but in terms of GoCycle's core DNA, from the beginning, we've always been about this livability with the product. You know, in, in an urban center, you always have to climb up some stairs or pick the product up and take it onto a train or, or uh, hop over a curb. So lightweight is one of the key DNAs of our, our company and what we're trying to do. And that becomes harder and harder in the industry to uh, when you're trying to offer all the benefits that, that we do, mud guards, lights, integration, you know, all, all, the, all this stuff it becomes very challenging to, to continue to push your weight down without your costs going up and, and the rest. But that's certainly an area where we're, we're focused on every year to, uh, to try and uh, slim that down. Um, we've got some other things in the works, some significant uh, uh, developments. I can't say when, when we release those. We'll release them when, when we're ready. But um, it's really about, um, we're not going to mess around with the geometry of the product. That's, that's proven to be you know, one, of, one of the best features of a Go Cycle in terms of our no compromise approach, approach to a, a folding bike. Um, so we're not going to mess around with that. Um, we, we're, we're really talking about, um, you know, trying to improve all the little things that we can uh, to have that fully integrated uh, machine. I think one of, the, one of the very exciting things about what we have to offer is because we've got such a different platform, those significant other things that uh, I've, I've mentioned uh, give us a, a future roadmap that is quite substantial in terms of what where this product can go from here uh, versus our competitors when you're cooking with uh, a diamond framed um, Bosch driven center drive um, e-bike you really I mean you really can only go with weight I mean there's not much more you can do uh, you know th those products are becoming quite a commodity and then you're into that uh, value trade-off between cost to make it lighter or not. Uh, and what we're going to be coming out with over the, over the coming years are, you know, some, some significant new uh, improvements on, on our very different platform. Right. I mean, because obviously you mentioned there that, you know, um, quite a lot of your competitors are using um, uh, off-the-peg solutions to their, for their, for their e-power, you know, be it Bosch, be it Shimano, be it, be it Yamaha or whatever. Um, so it was was it always a key part of 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 go cycles dna that that you needed a proprietary system so you could um better control um all of those all of those 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 variables and yeah for sure i mean at the time um we were developing uh things for go cycle nothing fit you know everything was just too heavy and too bulky where we are now, you know, the industry is making some strides. Um, things, the e-bike, like I said, I think we're on e-bike 3.0, which is a very refined um, product. You know, the, the the motor drives are getting lighter, they're they're and more powerful. There's not much going on in batteries. I think that's you know a 10 to 20 percent improvement each year um, in terms of capacity. But uh, certainly, the refinement of of, of everything, the e-bike drive system is is becoming more and more refined so 
Um, we'll continue to work on that, but we do have a weight target that we need to beat. We, we don't want to have the product get heavier. Uh, it's quite easy to, you know, um, give yourself more torque or, or, or whatever you're doing just by adding more weight, more, ma- more magnets or whatnot. So we're, we have to keep, keep true to our no compromise approach on, on, on the weight. Um, and the, the integration, because the product is different, um, we're, we're still a believer in a two-wheel drive system. The motor powers the front and the new power the rear. Um, that means, you know, we have to do things like that the other competitors don't that have front wheel drive. Like we have traction control, for example, to make sure that the front is always gripping the road and you, and you don't, um, you know, you don't have uh, lose grip around turns or during acceleration. So mm-hmm. there's all those things, uh, the, the motor controller, the drive software, all of that stuff is developed by us. Right. I mean, uh, and then I guess uh, you know, obviously, the whole thing with 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 Go Cycle till now is that kind of um, uh, it, it, it's all about the 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 cleanness and the simplicity for for commuters. Um, it, do you ever get tempted to to go back to you know revisit your your past? I mean, you came from performance cars, and then your early endeavours into into bicycles were were speed speedy HPVs and recumbents. Um, you know, will we ever see a, a, a high-performance go cycle? What do you think? Um, we definitely will see a high-performance go cycle. It, it's in the future pipeline. Uh, when that will be, um, who, who knows? But you know, if you if you keep an engineer like me on the job for for a very long time, things will improve always. Uh, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get lighter. Um, and and like I said before, the there's so much more a go cycle has to give in terms of the fact that we just use a different we just cook with different ingredients and our recipe is completely different right okay i i, I mean is it um you know obviously go cycle you know from 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 what i uh, information i've had from you guys saying um, you know go cycle has been going from strength to strength um, over recent years it, it you know it it is um benefiting from from the expansion of e-bikes and and the growing popularity i mean uh, how how far do you think do you think you can take go cycle you know is go cycle one day going to be a challenger to uh um to the to the you know the the big brands in the market i think we are we're on a mission here to lead and define the premium segment of the electric folding bike market okay but i think our platform from the beginning of of the 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 core brief of of go cycle being a new class of urban city bicycle i think we're going to achieve that um broadening out of our um our of our segment because we've got a no compromise approach to that riding fit um and we've we've taken the the folding convenience uh, and added that to the product. And once you get a product that rides and fits very nicely and starts to compete with a traditional diamond frame on weight um, and, uh, and, and, and other factors, but you've got the benefit of that total convenience of, of having it with you, not worrying about theft, why would you not consider a product like GoCycle as the de facto new standard for an urban electric bike. 
And I think long term, that's something that we're going to work very hard to to achieve. Well, I mean, um, that sounds like as good a place as any to leave it. So um, thanks very much for your time, Richard. It's been really interesting to find out your backstory um, about GoCycle as a design and where you're going. So thanks very much for your time. Great. Thank you very much, Warren. Thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling, check out bikeradar.com.